0: Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Your Money, Your Life podcast. I'm your host, Alano Soporo. We are at episode 57. So thank you for listening. If you are listening, make sure to five-star rate, subscribe, review, and support the podcast wherever you're listening, whatever platform you're listening on. This week, we're going to talk about what's in the news. There's a lot of going on in the financial world. We have the old guards speaking up about what the young folks are doing. And so we'll dive into that. We'll also talk about direct rollovers and backdoor Roths. Those are some backdoor Roth conversions. Those are something that I'm hearing a lot about, especially with clients. Uh, so we'll t- dive into exactly why you need to do those things or should do those things. Also, we'll talk about the question of the week um, at, at the back end of the podcast. And lastly, just catch up with what's going on with ourselves for Team New Street. Again, thank you for listening. Support the podcast. Hope you enjoyed the show. Mm-hmm. News updates, news update of the week. I wonder if this is people's favorite segment of the podcast. Let me know. So let's start with the market update. So this week we've seen a little bit of fluctuation, a little bit of volatility. Stocks have been pointed mostly down or flat this week. Um, we have better than expected economic data for first-time jobless claims, uh, which totaled 730,000 this week. But treasury yields are going up. So rates are rising, treasury yields going ri- rising, which is usually a a, a, You know, a, a, not a negative mark for stocks, but it's usually a down, uh, kind of a, a a bad omen for for some stocks. So you're seeing a little bit of volatility there, especially in certain sectors. But, you know, that's something that is, you know, not, a, it seems to be a blip on the market rate. So as we sit here today, uh, we are actually down today as I'm recording Um, this, the market's down slightly, but again, you know, you have rising rates, you have different things. You do have another stimulus package coming Another stimulus package is being pushed around by lawmakers this week. So that's another, that's a good omen for the market as you know, the market led stimulus The market loves the flooding of finance, of flooding of, of dollars into people's hands that need it. And usually sometimes they're going to buy things with it, or they're going to put it into the stock market. Um, so economic growth and, and, and rates, things that are on the on the docket for the market and things that I'm watching. Um, so that's the market update this week. And let's talk about the news. What's been going on in the news? First thing in the news is something I talked about with Gary V on CNBC a week or two ago. NFTs, the NFT-based non-fungible tokens uh, seems to be growing. Um, that that um, community, that arena is growing. Uh, there was an auction block a digital collage of 5000 images from beeple um, which was pretty popular pretty um bought bought pretty well um so what is non fungible token so non fungible is pretty much non obviously equals not fungible equals interchangeable and token is like a voucher so nfts are distinct Easy, verifiable digital asset that can represent items from virtual real estate to cherished moments in NBA history. As you're seeing, that NBA Top Shop is doing some things in the NFT space. And you could literally own a video of LeBron dunking that sold for over $208,000. So you really have, uh, you're really owning a digital asset, a non fungible digital asset that allows you to, you know, have a collectible. And that's what this space is leaning towards um and so nfts have started can be traced back to 2012 and they're now hitting mainstream with blockchain with crypto they're now starting to hit mainstream different people are talking about it people are excited about it is every nft going to be popular excuse me every nft going to hold its value i highly doubt that that's you know that's the basis of investing you hold you if you're buying something that you believe will hold value um and it does that's that's a Good, good, investment versus you know not every NFT is going to hold water over time, but we'll see which ones do and which ones don't. But a great, interesting space uh, that I'm that I'm definitely checking out. Now moving on to the old guard, Charlie Munger. Which, if you guys aren't familiar with him, he's the vice chairman of Berkshire Hathaway and Warren Buffett's longtime business partner. So him and Warren Buffett, hand in hand, business partners. They're the old guard that was some of the best investors that ever lived. But he issued a dire warning. For the traders, for the young, for the young traders, for the new investors, for the for the the the, the very enthusiastic young, sometimes naive um, traders out there, and he said, and this is one of the best investors to ever live, said it's it's egregious uh, the momentum in trading by novice investors. They're lured in by new types of brokerage operations like Robinhood. And they think all this, acti- and he thinks all this activity is regrettable. Uh, so he's not a fan of Robin, and he's not a fan of the speculative traders that are out there. The 97 year old investor, man, he's almost 100 years old. That's crazy. 97 uh, year old investor said that retail traders are enticed by brokerage apps touting free trading, um, and he said that they're. Obviously, his payment for order flow, and he says no one should believe Robinhood trades are free. This frenzy is fed by people who are getting commissions and other revenues out of this new bunch of gamblers. So he called the new traders gamblers, not investors, but gamblers. Um, I'm just reading this off of Charlie Munger. This is not my words; it's his. So please take it up with him. Don't hurt him. He is very, very old. Uh, but yeah, if you're if you're a gambler out there, he also said he doesn't like SPACs, and I know that's another thing the young. Investors like is SPACs. He said he doesn't like it. He sounded an alarm on the red hot SPAC market, saying it speaks to the speculative mania on Wall Street. SPACs, if you're not familiar with, is another favorite of the young novice traders. Special purpose acquisition companies pretty much raise money for investors in initial public offering and then they merge with a private company to take it public. Uh, they raise funds through a blank check. So, literally, this is crazy. They give people blank checks. To buy, go say hey, go and find a company to buy. That's crazy. Only, only the privilege will be able to get blank checks. But hey, that's neither here nor there. And he says, Charlie says he doesn't participate. and He think the world will be better off with these specs. He says, I think this is a k- kind of crazy speculation. And enterprise is not even found or picked out yet. It's just a sign of an irritating bubble. And he says, it's just the investment bankers. Shout out to the old my old colleagues who are they're selling shit. He said. Investment banking profession will sell shit as long as shit can be sold, and I agree with them there. They are that on that one. That spacs. I mean, I, I fully don't understand them, but I know a lot of people are very happy and popular with them. But he said that pre-merger spacs are are looking to be a bubble, so he doesn't believe in spacs. He doesn't believe in the trading. He's the old guard, and I don't. I disagree with him on the trading. I think it's fun and it's cool for people to trade. I do believe that most people are majority of people are gambling some people have theses but majority are just gambling which is fine if that's what they want to waste their time doing um but yeah that's straight from the mouth of charlie munger one of the best investors of this of his generation um i could think his generation is a little bit different from mine or ours but uh that's straight from his mouth uh, so hopefully people don't don't get too upset with him but we'll see we'll see Moving on, Joe Biden's 1.9 stimulus package advanced in the White House um, budget committee on Monday. It's set to hit the House for this later vote later this week. So they want 1.9 trillion. It's supposed to be coming out. It's going through the regulatory steps, the processes. Uh, We should see if that hits the the tape for people soon. I, I think this may be the last you know, package that we'll see. I think this is the third round. So this is probably the last package we'll see for people that need aid, but it is being pushed around and you should see next couple of weeks. Something hit the tape uh, soon. Let's jump to real estate. Remember real estate being a hot thing. Everyone's buying homes during the pandemic. It's still hot. It's still hot. U.S. home prices jumped 10% in December. Their biggest monthly gain since 2014. Uh, according to S&P CoreLogic, Case Schiller. hottest real estate markets, Phoenix. Everyone's going to Phoenix. I've never been. I wonder what it's like out there. That had a 14.4% price growth year over year. Seattle, another place I haven't been. And then San Diego bringing up the rear at third place, which I actually have been. And it's actually pretty nice out there. So prices of real estate are jumpy. People just want to find a home to work from home and live from home. So um, that is a, a great thing to see. Um yeah that that's quite interesting and low interest rates you have low interest rates at the pandemic pushing people out of um, you know different apartments and you, people just want a bigger space to kind of live and work from home work out from home do all the things they need to do right from their four walls so that's quite interesting Moving to LinkedIn LinkedIn it's actually my least favorite social media but um LinkedIn is actually looking to which is owned by Microsoft it's lo- looking to launch a gig marketplace called Marketplaces Hashtag Creative. According to some information that was released, um, gig elicits thoughts of delivery drivers, uh, but marketplaces target toward white-collar pros like app developers, marketers, and designers. Users will be able to book freelancers straight through LinkedIn. I think that's actually a good idea. You know, I don't think LinkedIn is great for networking, even though it's supposed to be the place for corporate networking. I find it not as conducive as other places like Twitter, Instagram. Uh, even Facebook, but now they're trying to make it a little bit easier for people to communicate and network on there and not just tout their accomplishments on LinkedIn, uh, which is pretty much what it's used for. <laughs> um, uh, that So that's that should be interesting. So we'll see what happens with that. Next up, Coinbase. This is probably, in my mind, going to be one of the most important IPOs of the next decade, but Coinbase filed their s1 with the sec um it's now public they're pretty much saying that they're going public uh becoming a public company coinbase is the cryptocurrency exchange probably the it is the most popular one it was started in 2012 um and now they filed their s1 they plan to go public probably in the next couple of months uh with their initial public filing they posted 1.1 billion in net revenue in 2020. Uh, that's almost double what they did in 2019, which was 482 million. Uh, they also reported, you know, expenses were up that a great year. Um, and they had, I think it was 7,000 institutional and, uh, people on the platform and, and was 42 million or so retail people on the platform, great numbers, um, what the, what that they posted. It's going to be a very, very important um, IPO for the next decade for young Um, So that's that's quite interesting um, and interesting to see. And Coinbase is making you know there'll be a very, very interesting IPO on something that I'm watching closely. And now let's move over to content. Content, everybody's favorite thing. Content. Where are we getting it? How are you getting it? Spotify said they're launching in 80. It's service in 85 new markets across Asia, Africa, the Caribbean, and beyond. Um, with the big picture, you know, Hollywood, everyone, everyone wants content right now, whether it's audio video, Spotify is investing a lot in content. You see that they're headquartered in Sweden and the U S but they're investing a lot. Netflix is also investing a lot in international content. They're trying to differentiate themselves in the streaming wars, which I talked about Disney on CNBC yesterday, uh, which is, you know, Disney's increasing this Disney plus platform so incredibly, uh, as far as subscribers, but people are just looking to you know, eyes and ears, have eyes and ears, be able to have advertisers. That's the big, the big theme right now. Um, and so content is the name of the game and Spotify is trying to be the leading space, especially when it comes to podcasts, as they're making a lot of deals in that space. Uh, I think the Obamas just launched another podcast with, um, forgetting who, who they launched it in partnership with. I know it was on Spotify, but they had a, another host on there. Uh, so that's quite interesting to keep your eyes on and what's going on in content. And back now to swinging back to rap, uh, Jay-Z sold the 50% stake in his champagne brand, um, Ace of Spades. Uh, Jay-Z has been in the champagne game since he bought 50% stake in Ace of Spades uh, in 2006. uh, And he really kind of bought it because he felt that Cristal, who prior to that time where he bought Ace of Spades or 50% of Ace of Spades, Cristal was the champagne of choice for rappers hip-hop and they pretty much said that they didn't want rappers and hip-hop to be the face of their brand it was a bit of a of kind of in his mind a racist situation so he said he's no longer drinking it by 50 percent steak and ace of spades and now he sold it uh his 50 percent, and now he sold uh his steak or the, the, the part, half of the steak um so he sold ha- half at 50 percent steak and he sold it and it's actually looking the speculation on the number, but he speculated one of his rap lines, and I think it was two years ago that it was worth about five hundred. The whole brand was worth about five hundred million. Um, or, so that's quite interesting to see. Maybe he, you know, topped off at a little bit over two hundred fifty million on that and that sale, uh, and cashed out on that. That's super interesting to see the moves that um, Jay Z and different business men and women are making. He was on CNBC. Uh, speaking about the move, um, I didn't watch the interview, but I will check it out. It's quite interesting. If you see that every, if you're someone, if someone that has a, a large following, you'll always see that they'll go to liquor. Like you saw The Rock was his brand. I think they said Kylie or Kendall Jenner. One of them has a brand. Um, every, you know, Drake has his own liquor brand. Everyone that has some sort of brand. The first thing they go for, they want to sell something to people. They're going to go to liquor. High profit margins. You just need a brand to be able to sell it. So it's super interesting to see that they all kind of run to that in most situations. Um, so that's interesting. We'll keep our eye out on that for Jay-Z. Next up, Walmart. Walmart is raising wages for its over 400,000 employees. Uh, as you're seeing, there's a bit of battle. We've talked about it on the podcast before. There's a battle for the raising of minimum wage. And Walmart is raising its wages for its 425,000 workers. 425, to an employee average of approximately 15 per hour, up from 14, but it's keeping the starting wage at 11. And Walmart's the largest uh, private employer uh, in the U.S., which is interesting, I didn't even know that. That's kind of crazy. Walmart, the largest private employer in the U.S. So that's pretty big. Uh, uh, the Biden administration is trying to raise the federal minimum wage to 15 an hour by 2025, up from 7.25 an hour. <laughs> it's crazy that it's still at 7.25 an hour. That is very crazy and questionable. It should be raised. And you'll see Amazon's also starting to raise wages. Um, a lot of different companies that employ a lot of people are starting to raise wages, which is needed. Um, if you're a know, profit margin for the companies, who cares? Like, you should raise these wages for people. Especially, there should be no one getting paid $70, 25 an hour. That's crazy. That is crazy. Um, but that is crazy, and that is our news for this week. Next up, we will talk the Finance Roundtable. <laughs> gather around, gather around everyone, personal finance roundtable. This week, we're discussing rollovers, which a lot of people, I don't think, fully understand what direct rollovers are, um, and so let's talk about it. So when you do a direct rollover, obviously, through your employer, you have a 401k, which I've talked about on multiple occasions, I believe, but it's just a employer-sponsored retirement plan where you're able to contribute part of your paycheck into a, you know, retirement account that gets invested into some sort of subset of 20 choice indexes that you can choose from, which again, I'm not a big fan of 401ks in generally, but hey, they're part of there. So some people that don't save naturally, it helps you save um, through that through that plan. But when it, what happens after that? What if you leave a job? What happens when you leave a job? What do you do with your old 401k that you're no longer a part of that plan anymore? So you actually have to do something with it that's where the direct rollover comes in. That's where people are sent. So my clients, whenever they leave an employer, they call me directly and we do a direct rollover for them. What is that? Investor changing jobs or leaving the workforce may utilize either a direct rollover election to continue their retirement savings outside of their employer-sponsored plan. You don't have to just be working for an employer to be able to save in a a, a retirement plan, right? You can distribute those assets directly to your IRA from the retirement plan as a qualified, direct rollover. A direct rollover is a tax-free distribution to you of cash or other assets from your old retirement plan to your new plan or IRA. The contribution is called a rollover contribution. So it doesn't count to your direct contributions. As we know, IRAs have $6,000 cap if you're under 50 years old for your to contribute per year, but this direct rollover doesn't count to that. So you can directly roll over from an old 401k into your IRA. You have it be properly managed, centralized, and it does not count to your to your contribution max. So these direct rollover you transfer from your retirement plan to your IRA. Um, you avoid whole you know the the penalty, the and the penalty from the IRS. So what, what do you do this? So what, what do you need to do for an IRA? Like, okay, what is the first step? First step, if you're working with someone like myself, my clients, they can contact me right away. You left a job, you have a separation date. Okay, I have this old plan. One thing you're going to happen is you just leave your old, if you leave your old 401k, they're going to forget about it. It's not going to be properly managed. It's going to be sitting in some account that you have no idea what's going on in it. Um, but you, hey, you could change that. You could contact your advisor. If you're working with me, that's perfect. Um, I do the steps with my clients. I literally call whoever the record keeper is for their 401k, whether it's Fidelity, Schwab, whoever, TIA, CREF, whatever, we, Vanguard, we, we make the call to get their direct rollover done. There's no fees or penalties towards you for doing a direct rollover. It's what people do. Um, and it allows you to, again, directly roll over your funds, have it properly managed. You don't have to have just 20 index options. You can invest in whatever makes sense. You're allowed to contribute again, since you're not a part of your employer-sponsored plan when you separate. You weren't able to contribute to that to that plan because you're done. You're you're out of there. You moved on. But now when you roll it over to an IRA, to a qualified IRA, you're able to contribute to that plan if you want, have it properly managed. These are so s- simple steps that people can take um to, to really better their financial positioning, is these direct rollovers. Hear about it all the time. People have questions about it a lot. So I wanted to touch on that. And I also want to touch slightly on backdoor Roth. So people, you know, we've had a little bit of things with that. I even use it for people in class that are, you know, higher earners, what you have to do for is a backdoor Roth IRA. Um, so we've talked about pre-tax traditional IRA and we talked about Roth. People get confused. They 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 think about it a little bit too hard. A pre-tax IRA is just a pre-tax retirement account, a Roth is just after tax. The delineation is just for the IRS to know. When you withdraw and take it as income, is it going to be taxed then, or was it already taxed? That's all the difference there is with these accounts, right? But a backdoor Roth is for. Roth has income limits. You can't just contribute to the Roth, which the Roth is the after-tax investment or retirement account. You can't just contribute to it unless you make under a certain amount. So, in twenty twenty-one, we've talked about it in the ultimate tax investment guide episode. Um, it's it's caps out about one forty. There is a a phase out but it caps out about 140 for single filers for joint filers it's 208 on your modified adjusted gross income so if you're under those marks you can generally just contribute directly to roth ira up to the six thousand dollar limit if you're under 50 years old if you're over those marks you can't just directly contribute to the roth ira you have to do something called the backdoor roth ira which the IRS has said, "Hey, since you make a little bit more, we want to know every time you contribute to that. We want to take our cut when you contribute to a retirement account. So you have to first contribute to the pre-tax IRA, then roll it over, convert it. Excuse me, convert it to the backdoor Roth. So you first contribute to your pre-tax, then you convert to the Roth IRA, and this Roth the and the the conversion allows it to be a taxable event for the for the." IRS, like, okay, you take that as income, even though you've converted to your Roth, you've taken as income in the sense that it's going to be reported as income on your tax report that year, but you, once it gets to the Roth account after that, it grows tax-free. So they want to catch the people that are high earners uh, as, and catch the income, which is okay. If you're like, hey, I want to, that's okay to have it report as income, but once it gets to the Roth, it's going to be tax-free from there, totally fine for people to do um, and a lot of people do do that so that's just a, an aside on that so no it's you know tax things coming up but this is just a way for people to fully understand you know some things that I've, I've heard a lot of questions about um, mm-hmm. over the past few weeks so if you it's still it's still complex and you have to understand what makes sense for you and your situation that's why you should work with an expert on this because um, every situation is different not everyone has the same blanket context and advice. So, um, you know, reach out to me if you have questions on that. We'll move on to the question of the week next. Question of the week, folks, question of the week. And I think we've talked about this before, but let's dive into this question. Reader question asker says, I'm the John Snow of stocks. I know nothing. (laughs) I like that reference. I have absolutely zero involvement in stocks, not even a 401k. Oh, this is, he really does know nothing. Even though I'm an adult who can pay their bills and figure out a budget, the idea of dipping my toes into investments has been extremely intimidating. But in the past year, I read a lot about people buying and selling stocks and making money from it. If I'd bought a lot of Zoom stock before March, 2020, I guess I might be feeling pretty happy right now, question mark. All these stories on how other people have won big In the stock market during quarantine has brought my my, my curiosity i don't have a lot of savings right now but there but is there a smart and safe way to start dabbling what are the different ways you can get involved and how much money would i need to start off with interesting question great question you don't know the age of this person but it sounds like you know let's talk mid-30s or so just based on um what was being said um again i've talked about this multiple times one there's no minimum i think people should get invested i think people should be doing what they can do when they can do it and that is exactly how the premise of new street is being able to help people that traditionally thought they had to have a lot of money to invest and they They didn't really need to. And now they are realizing they don't have to have a lot of money to start investing. And yeah, the market's been around for a long time. People really don't understand that there's going to be manias like this come and go. Um, but I do think the people that are steadily just investing for long term, which is what I do. Um, that is people that are it's, it's not as fun it's not as sexy it's boring but it's the prudent way to do things so people don't fully understand prudent investing and that's what, what gets a lot of people in trouble um so first for this person build a foundation he doesn't have a lot of savings first get your rainy day fund build the foundation then next reach out to an expert um, and, and make sure that that person can help you figure out what makes sense for you do you need iras brokerage accounts what are the best ways for you to think about your future and that's based off of your goals and plans so this person has to have the goals and plans and then you can get into the later part which is actually investing so you don't want to take the steps that need to be taken you want to take the right steps at the right time first Um, especially for a newbie i think that you know starting with an expert and working with someone that will help you figure out what makes sense because there's going to be a lot of noise out there you're seeing people post on this stat and stuff that's going to make you lose money there's a lot of noise um and there's also prudent risk-averse way to do things and a correct way to do things in my mind, especially for long-term investors. And that is something that I, I employ people to to work with expert on. But that's a good question. And mind your emotions on this. Don't listen to other people. I don't even follow listen to all, the, all these other people. Like really just focus on what you, what's what's your goals and what's your style. So that's what I'd say for that question. Mm-hmm. Hey, everyone. Thank you for listening to another episode of the podcast. Again, five-star rate, review, subscribe, share it with your friends. Make sure everyone is hearing this. I think I think this is the best source, especially, you know, Team New Street. I think you would agree. I think this is the best source to get the best unfiltered advice. Um, I don't sugarcoat. Don't waste people's time. I try to give the best advice um, I can and literacy I can. Uh, so make sure you're sharing this with everyone involved, everyone that you know. And appreciate you doing that. Honestly, we've grown. We're, we keep growing. We keep going. Uh, for me, I'll be out of office uh, for a few days, starting Saturday, for a few days uh, into next week. Um, and um, you know, for just just continue to 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 keep you know helping people. Let's continue to keep sharing this information. What's up with me? Trying to get back in shape. I'm, I'm killing killing the Peloton. Killing my brother in our move competition actually not killing we're like neck and neck but i will win um just continue to work hard for all the people out there um so maybe make sure you share this podcast make sure you five-star rate and view um and we'll keep this thing going folks thank you for listening